0: That was long wasn't it <laughs> all right hey everybody uh welcome to bible news radio tonight we are going to look at some headlines of the day and celebrate america's birthday mm-hmm. tomorrow july 4th 2021 uh is is america's designated birthday um and independence day is also what it's called in case you didn't know that and in case you didn't know, we are broadcasting from the heart of America. Yeah, we are. Down here in the buckle of the Bible belt where, where we live. Literally, you can step outside our front door and look up in the sky and you can see fireworks 360 degrees around our house. I mean, it's completely... It's, what it's I was telling Randall the other day that it's, it's one of the biggest... One of my favorite things about Tennessee is actually the fireworks i you know grover doesn't care for them (laughs) but he's gotten better over the years but um but yeah when we first moved here it was kind of um uh it was it was weird i I was like oh my gosh what the heck you know it was like you know all the fireworks gone off and it felt like it was a uh, um you know a battle zone or whatever and um yeah, anyway, so every year since we've lived here, we have literally had fireworks, literally, for hours and hours and hours, literally go out to our driveway and you can look up and down our street. People from all over the, the neighborhoods explode, blow stuff up. Uh, <laughs> you can drive around the city and see fireworks. I mean, they're everywhere. And it's said that actually in Nashville has some of the best fireworks in the nation. Um which we've we've seen um on uh you know on the tv i i'm not crazy i don't want to go down and be in a crowd i do not like crowds people just so you know anyway uh so hey i want to uh welcome you to tonight's show i want to let you know that um i i think tomorrow night like i said we're not going to do a show tomorrow night but tonight what we're going to do is we're going to look at just a couple of headlines that have been kind of floating around out there and um I hope that something that we offer tonight brings some value to you um, and all that. But, Randall, did you want to make any opening commentary? You look like you were out in the sun today.
1: Yeah, I definitely was. And I just wanted to tell people that, um, yeah, fireworks season here in Tennessee lasts anywhere from one to 84 days. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: true. It's funny, actually. Compared Uh, to California, see, in California, in Southern California, Disneyland, during the summer, every night it has fireworks, so they kind of ruined it, right? You know, it's right. kind of make every night during the summer. Yeah. So here, maybe that's why it's more special because it's just on New Year's and the Fourth of July,
1: and and three or four weeks around those holidays. Yeah,
0: yeah. but not every night. No, not every night. And they don't sh- they don't shoot like off Mickey Mouse fireworks, you know. Like no, but does,
1: but some of our neighbors you know, like a block over, so I mean, it's like professional grade stuff, right they're not shooting uh you know whatever your typical you know home fireworks, old Roman candle, or whatever I mean, these are like you know. Launched into the sky and explode in the sky in brilliant colors and loud noises. Yeah, yep. Grover has gotten better. Tug was always unflappable. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember when we first uh, got him because we got him around that time of the year. It was like June or July. Yeah. Well, it must have been June because we walked up with Grover and Tug up to. Uh, the rec center before all those houses were built yeah and uh, just to make sure you know they would we we would be with them and tug just laid down and one phase like, wow this is cool
0: i think whoever made him made sure that he he had no fear gene uh,
1: nope designer dog <laughs> all right back to you
0: All right, so, uh, hi Tracy, hi Natasha, hi whoever else is watching. I know there's somebody out there watching. Hello, people! Um, so tonight I'm wearing my New York Yankees shirt, uh, to stand in solidarity with the Yankees, you know, America's baseball team. Uh, I have to tell you that they are losing. They are on a losing (laughs) streak. And the poor Mets, well not the Mets, the Yankees got clobbered tonight by the Mets, Yeah, they did. Um, They got clobbered the other night by another team. And previous nights, they got clobbered by them. (laughs) As well. I I feel bad for my my Yankees. I really do. Uh, Yeah. So, Randall and I were um, looking at the standings a little while ago. And in case you care, in case you're into baseball, um, I... (laughs) I have to tell you, wait, we'll just give you a quick update, because after all, baseball is America's pastime, right? So uh, the San Francisco Giants right now, according to well, actually, technically, it's actually the Boston Red Sox are like number one out of all the division right now. And then the and then the Giants. Uh, and then the Dodgers, which won the World Series last year. Uh, and then Milwaukee Brew- Brewers, who basically trounced the Yankees not too long ago. Actually, they pounced on the Cubs as well. They... I think I really, I think I'm beginning to have a little soft spot in my heart for Milwaukee. And then we got Houston, uh, Chicago White Sox, San Diego, Padres, the Oakland A's, Tampa Bay, then the New York Mets, and then Cleveland, then Toronto Blue Jays, which I really like their outfit. Uh, Just so you know, I I used to always, this is such a girl thing, or maybe not, maybe it's just a Stacey thing, but... I used to pick my favorite team based on the outfits they were wearing. <laughs> what uniform I like best. I'd be like, I like their outfit best. So I am I hope they win. Uh, <laughs> uh, then you got the Mariners. You got the Cincinnati Reds, which I also have a soft spot for. And then the Yankees. And then the Cubs. But actually, the Cubs are really above the Yankees. The, even though the Cubs are on a losing streak right now like the Yankees are um you know right now I guess I just have to say that the Cubs are squeaking by I mean they're just getting maybe this much more of my love than the Yankees are because they're winning a few more games but anyway there you go for what that's worth that's your major league baseball update for, for the moment all right so let's talk about vaccination this morning uh, I went into my email and I, wa- I read this email that came in my inbox and I got to read you it. And then I'm going to commentate on it because this is, um, this was almost.
1: Just going to read it to you.
0: Yes, I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> this was the blurb. came. Okay? I'm reading the qu- the quote that came in my email. Okay. This is what it says. It says, And then we're going to share with you part of the article. (sighs) Surgeon General urges unvaccinated Americans to get their shot. On Wednesday, U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy warned unvaccinated Americans of the danger of the COVID-19 Delta variant. We've learned that this virus, this variant of COVID-19 is highly transmissible the most transmissible that we've seen to date. Murphy tells CNN, the good news is if you are vaccinated and fully vaccinated means two weeks after your last shot, then there is good evidence that you have a high degree of protection against this virus, he adds. But if you are not vaccinated, then you are in trouble. This is a serious threat. P.R.R.I. data from March shows that Americans who are worried about themselves, or someone in their family getting sick with COVID-19 in the future, are more likely to be willing to get the vaccine. Approximately six in ten Americans (62%) are either very or somewhat worried that they are that they or a loved one will become ill with COVID-19. Compared to about 4 in 10, 38%, who say they are not too worried or not at all worried about the virus. So, I read that and I started to laugh, actually. (laughs) I I read that and I thought, huh, okay. So, if you are not vaccinated, then you are in trouble. That's why this says that here. It says, you are in trouble. This is a serious threat. Uh and then it just says Americans who are worried about themselves or someone in their family getting sick with COVID 19 in the future are more likely to be willing to get the vaccine. Hmm. So I thought, huh. Oh, at number one, who is the Surgeon General of, the, of America, right? And do I trust them? That's my question. The answer is no, I don't. Actually, I don't trust our government as far as I can throw it, just so you know. Uh, that's just me. Maybe you do. Maybe you trust our great government. But I do not. Do not. I do not trust the media. I do not trust the government. At all. Um... And so when they're telling me that we are in trouble if we are not vaccinated, ooh, I'm just so scared. Ooh, I'm shaking in my boots. Uh, I get more scared when I see a spider in front of me. That scares me more than COVID nineteen and this variant that they, that's out there. It's it's not just a variant; it's a Delta variant. This this almost seems like it was scripted for for a movie. You know, the unvaccinated Americans uh are in danger of the COVID 19 delta variant it sounds so much more scary putting <laughs> putting delta in front of there <laughs> um i i don't i don't yes i am i am making fun of this i can't help it i just um yeah for the record i will just say this look I have friends who I love and adore who are vaccinated and who are on the vaccinated side. They're not pushing their belief on me. They're not saying, you have to get vaccinated or you're going to go to hell and you're going to die and you're you're like making me sick because you're not vaccinated and they're not saying any of that. And then I also have friends who are on the unvaccinated side uh, who, who are sick and tired of the vaccinated side saying, would you get vaccinated because you're making me sick? It's like, <laughs> like, what the heck? You know what? This is a issue of conscience, right? This is your body. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like I'm a pro choicer, doesn't it? Uh, but it's true. You know, I've said this before. I don't get the flu shot. I, I have no need to get the flu shot. I don't get the flu. I really don't. I, I can't even remember, honestly, the last time I had the flu, you know. Unless you count going to Utah when I got food poisoning and they said I had the flu at the same time. And I don't think so. I think it was food poisoning that that made me very sick. Um, Prior to that, I I honestly can't remember the last time I've had any flu. I get a head cold once in a while, but not the flu. I've always had a pretty good uh, immune system. Uh, And so I don't get these shots um, because of that. Um, and I'm not vaccinated and I have no desire to be vaccinated. I have no need to get vaccinated because from what I understand, most people who get COVID-19 recover from it. I think Bareface and me had it because it was weird. I mean, it was like a couple of weeks of just being really tired. It gave us some rest. I mean, (laughs) that was the upside. Hey, let's take a nap. Okay, honey, let's go take a nap. We took a nap and we were okay. Um, so Randall, what do you, what do you think about this? You know, (laughs) Kim, Wendy, I love you. Kim says the Surgeon General can go pound sand. All right, Kim, tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Anyway. Um,
1: well, I expect us to see the uh, propaganda posters before too long, (sighs) you know, uh, with the artwork that you, Need to be vaccinated. Um,
0: well, the Major League Baseball, I mean, all during the baseball, they they were like, get your shot, get your shot, get your shot. Please get your shot. You better get your shot. If you get your shot, we'll let you in for free. If you get your shot, we'll put you in the vaccinated section so you're super special and all you anti-vaxxers you're someplace else.
1: Yeah, I just, it's, I'm troubled because, again, when it came to the f- flu shots, I mean, you know, also the the flu resulting in tens of thousands of deaths every year. Um, there was never a big push, you know. I, I you know, I, if I happened to be driving down the street, I could see the yeah. Walgreens would have their, you know, flu shots available. Yeah. Signed, but, but we're not on not yeah, not a major league <laughs> baseball.
0: We're over fifty.
1: You know, Uber <laughs> will give you a ride to go get your yes. shot and yeah. and uh just this insistence upon uh vaccination and which isn't really isn't the vaccine. I guess it is. It's not. It's not vaccination as we've known it hitherto. Hitherto. Uh, yes.
0: Do you live at Morningstar? Star?
1: No. <laughs> um,
0: if you watch Parks and Rec, you'll understand that reference. But okay, don't but really just ignore that. Anyway,
1: it's it's you know this may be the latest and greatest thing. We've talked about this. You know, just the way it works. You know, the MR mRNA, the messenger RNA technology, and putting that in your body instead of an actual organism, instead of a dead or inactivated virus, putting RNA in your body so your body manufactures the proteins that your body will later develop antibodies to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of wait and see. Like it may be the greatest thing in medical technology, but it is the largest medical trial in world history. Right. Um, wait yeah. and see. And so, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think that cancer, cancer is pretty serious business and there's big business in it in cancer that's treatment. Why,
0: that's why cancer is mostly not curable.
1: However, you know we've got Uncle Sam pushing free vaccinations, so
0: and we have <laughs> Bill Gates who wants to kill off a lot of people with the, with the World Health Federation. sure um, who wants evolution. to they want to reduce the world's population by a significant percentage, and they're funding this. so you've got to ask yourself, hmm, the evildoers of the world are funding this. Now they're trying to use the word Delta to scare us, right? The Kim, US M-
1: government is <laughs> handing it out for free and urging you to go get your free shot. Right. You know, the you know, as it's been said, some of the most scary words in English languages in the English English language, boy, if I could only speak. Some of the most scary words, most terrifying words in the English language are we're from the government and we're here to help. <laughs>
0: Well, Tracy said Delta variant I believe is another scare tactic. Jesus has um, my back. They won't experiment on me. And Kim says yes, they are they are using Delta to make it scarier. I don't believe any and,
1: of them. And and Delta. What does Elisa, Delta mean? And Delta in the software world, other than being the fourth letter of the Greek, the Greek alphabet. Yeah. Um,
0: I think of a sorority.
1: And and. and well, <laughs> In the software word, delta means just the change between this and that. The delta is the difference between huh. two things. and so oh. um, and that may come from <laughs> statistics as well or or math. I think I that know. we
0: should start using that word in everything we say, hey, you know, first of all, after reading Deuteronomy, I think Christians should start saying, "Hey, you know, the Lord, my God said oh. or hey." you know, the Lord, our God, he said, and then, you know, say, Hey, I, you know, I don't think that's what the Lord, my God would want. Um, but that Delta variant thing sounds very interesting, you know, uh, on the, you know, on the other hand, I was, um, playing pickleball today and it was a Delta time. It was a Delta magnanimous time. Mm-hmm of power against three men who thought that they could beat me and they couldn't, I beat them all. And they had to admit that I was better than they were. It was a Delta moment, just saying. I think we should use this word and co-opt it. We should make it say, make it mean whatever we want. Yep. Uh, And I also suggest getting a clipboard and a whistle. And carrying around the clipboard, wear your whistle, and make sure you have a, a, you know, a Sharpie marker or one of my favorite pens, which is the Pilot G2 pen, which we use to discuss Delta stuff. You know, wherever you go, make sure you have a clipboard and a whistle and a G2 pen, and you're talking about Delta stuff, and... But if
1: you want a serious writing instrument, you want a Zebra (laughs) F301. (laughs) Just saying.
0: The G twos are better. If you're gonna talk about Delta stuff, you need to do it with the G two pen. Because they come in all different colors, although I have a propensity to like the pink. The zebra are
1: stainless this, steel. This
0: is actually yeah. a maroon to... color here. If you notice that they're all they're they're all in use with my hair. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, I think that we should as Christians mock all of this. I think we should mock <laughs> it. And I, disagree. I think that we should mock it heartily, you know, and and just and just and laugh at it because um, yeah. I mean, I don't think we should laugh at people who get it cuz they're scared or because they have legit reason or they believe the research or whatever. But I, I don't think I I personally don't think we should be scared of it. Everybody that I've known um, who has gotten COVID nineteen uh, has recovered. I don't know anybody that's died from it. Uh, the people that have been impacted the most from it have had other serious health issues. Um, duh, which is part of it. <laughs> um, but this is seriously what I think. I think you should go outdoors. You should go in, you should go wherever there's lots of people. You should touch people all over the place. You should give them hugs. You could pat them on the back. You can give them kisses and stuff. Um, you should go and put your hands in the dirt and get them all dirty. And then go play in the grass and touch everything. Go go walk around in the mall, touch windows. Go in public bathrooms and touch stuff. And build your immunity up to all the diseases that are out there. I mean, um, because God gave us an immune system. Now, unless you're somebody that's highly compromised and stuff, then, you know, then don't be stupid. But if you're somebody that's in good health and, you know, you don't get sick generally, I I wouldn't, I would not be scared of this thing of this this virus that's that's killing people (laughs) you know like five million people a day are dying from it so you know I know some of you are like well you're just making light of this what of all the people that have died and all that you're heartless you're heartless um no I'm not heartless but I don't buy the balloon I don't I do not buy the the propaganda that's being put out there and um in my, in my own community, here's the interesting thing, in my own community, um, no, I, I don't know, like I said, I do not know anybody that died of this. And I know a lot of people, you know, I mean, <laughs> so the Delta variant of the thing, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get vaccinated because I'm super scared of that. What they're trying to do is they're trying to increase anxiety. And here's the thing, anxiety and stress will kill you before COVID will. You know, and that's that's what happens to people who watch the media a lot. If you're watching the media 24-7 and unfortunately, I know a lot of my friends turn on the news and they 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 watch the news, they have a plan in the background. They have their TVs on constantly and they're believing everything coming through the TV. I, those are some of the most stressed friends I have. And I'm like, just shut that stuff off. Shut it off. Just shut the TV off, period. Just shut it off. Watch sports, you know. Go play pickleball or something. Go go to the pool. Get in the water, you know. Go play with your puppy dog or your cat or something. Um, your, your grandchildren, you know. Go... For a car ride, you know, do something. Just don't listen to the news because it's going to depress you, and they're going to make you try to. They're going to try to make you think all oh, this horrible, rotten stuff is going on constantly. When the overwhelming majority of the stuff going on in the world of most people is good, the government has inflated the numbers, so there's no truth to how many have really died of COVID. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's this is a political thing. I, I think that the whole COVID issue is a big political push by the elite in the world to bring down America, make her a socialist country, and drop the dollar to bring in a one-world government, which is pretty much here and has to come here. So I look at this not as like, oh, I'm so scared. I look at this and go, huh, we're living in, in, in the end times where we are really close to the rapture happening and... There has to be a one world government because the Antichrist, when he comes to power, has to rule the whole world. And America is not immune to that. Everybody, you know, there's been this big controversy, uh, especially in Christian publishing circles lately. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there was a new Bible that came out uh, that then got shelved because um, it had it was like a Patriot Bible. And some people were having a hissy fit because, oh, my gosh, you're making the Bible all about Americans, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this is nothing new. I actually have a Patriots Bible that some other person published a while back. They put American history in it in order to help people understand the founding of America that was built on American biblical principles. Right. Well, there's going to be a lot of haters out there who go, oh, well, that's that's a lie. America was not built, it was not a Christian country. The foundations weren't Christian. Well, I don't know what history books they're reading, but that's a lie. Because the Puritans, when they came here, established stuff. And if you've read the Bible, you can look at our government and you can see the principles came literally right out of the Bible. The Old Testament, read it. It, It's literally in there. I mean, I just read it not too long ago in Deuteronomy, you know, and some other books. I'm like reading, I'm like, wow, they had laws for manslaughter, accidental death, uh, you know, sexual sin. Do you know in the Old Testament, if somebody was raped, that rapist was put to death. They got the death penalty. Uh, Unfortunately, rapists today don't get the death penalty. But, you know, in the Old Testament... If somebody raped somebody, they were put to death if they were if they were convicted and tried. And all that's laid out in the Bible, which our Constitution, uh, Declaration of Independence, and all that, those principles come right out of the Bible. People will say, well, you know, America is not a Christian country. Well, we're post-Christian now, but our foundation used to be, and I think it's because God called America to bring the gospel to the rest of the world, which we did. And now... Um, we are imploding because we have lived under, um, you know, relativism for quite a while, and we've disobeyed God's word. We've gone against God in his judgment, and I think he's judging America as a result of it, and he's actually judging the whole world, I think. But all that to say, there are people out there who are trying to publish this Bible, and then all of a sudden, you got these issues of nationalism, the nationalists, and how dare you, and, you know, and then critical race theory and, and all that. Okay, and, and, uh, <laughs> this stuff can give you a headache. I'm just saying, it can, it can give you a headache if you do this. So, let me alleviate you from the headache and share with you an article that I read this week that I thought was really funny. Um, It's titled, When All Else Fails, Quote Hezekiah 3.12, or maybe not. I actually read this to my girls this week in our God Time Together group, and everybody thought it was funny, and I hope you do too, but it actually makes a good point. So this guy, Mark Berryman, he writes this. He writes, "My, my favorite Bible verse to quote, and I use that term loosely, is Hezekiah 3.12. The reason is simple. It doesn't exist. In fact, the Bible doesn't even have a book called Hezekiah, despite the fact that it sounds like it should. I do not even have a quote for Hezekiah 3.12. If the need comes up for a fictional Bible verse, I simply state what I wanted to say and I quote it as Hezekiah 3.12. Before anyone writes a less than blessed letter calling me a blasphemer or antichrist, allow me a chance to explain this a little farther. I've been writing humor columns and occasionally serious columns, lifestyle columns, and sports columns for almost 20 years. During that time, I occasionally write humor columns about my faith and at times break out my favorite Bible verse. I only use Hezekiah 3.12 for the purpose of humor and never as an actual Bible verse. Of course, there were occasions where the jovial intent may not have been quite as clear as it should be. While working for the Franklin County citizen in Livonia, Georgia, I wrote such a column and quoted Hezekiah 3.12 in that column. It was pretty clear to me that the column was humorous and not intended as fact or even solid theology. It was not, however, as clear to one of our subscribers who happened to be a lifetime Bible reader. She read the column and then called the newspaper and asked what version of the Bible I was using because she did not have the book of Hezekiah in her version. Well, as fate would have it, that that happened to be a day I was working late and did not arrive at the office until after lunch. My editor at the time, Carolyn, told me about the call and also said the staff had looked through the Bible we keep in the office. I'm fairly sure every newspaper has one for reference. And they couldn't find the verse either. In all honesty, I thought it was kind of humorous that they had scrambled to find an answer for that senior saint and finally just told her, that they would have me call her when i got to the office not only had she looked for hezekiah three twelve when she couldn't find it she called her pastor and asked him about it according to her he didn't know where the verse came from either well i did call her and when she answered i told her how smart she was because no one else had even questioned the authenticity of that verse I then gave her the same explanation I just gave you above and she was satisfied and maybe a little proud that she had noticed my little deception. There are those who likely believe Christian humor is, well, less than appropriate. It's likely someone has stopped reading this column because of that. I have no problem with that. If you believe we're created by God, then you have to accept the fact that he made each of us different. This means that while the Bible is the common ground for each of us who profess to be Christians, God allows us to express out faith, our faith it should be, in more than one way. I gladly accept the fact that you may have a more pious or serious attitude concerning your faith and hope that you allow me the same privilege. Before I go, allow me to drive one serious point home. There are those who, who would intentionally deceive you about what the Bible does say. It's up to you to be as familiar with the scriptures as possible to guard against these people. As Timothy 2.15 says, and it's funny because there is a first and a second Timothy. He does not say which one, but I believe it's first. Uh, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I didn't make that verse up. I promise. Yeah, I do. So my friends laughed at this because we're reading the Bible. And of course, Hezekiah is not a book, but there was a king named Hezekiah. And you can read about him in Kings and Chronicles. And the king, Hezekiah, happened to be one of the good kings. He was a good king um, who who did the right thing. He was obedient. Um, and... uh so yeah, yeah. There you go. I just thought I'd share that. Um, Randall, you got you have any thoughts on that? Do you want to give us any thoughts? Any of your brilliant, you know, thoughts on that?
1: I have brilliant thoughts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: handful <laughs> yeah. occasionally. Uh, no. Oh, like, I've heard that, people refer think, to the.
0: Did you think that article was funny? Yeah,
1: I've heard. I've heard. Believe referred to the book of hesitations. Oh, you know, certainly the Book of Maps.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite one.
1: Uh, um, Our
0: pastor actually said that was the last book of the Bible. Yep. It was the Book of Maps. Yep. Yeah, um, he's right because it's in the back. Yeah, mm.
1: and you say those kinds of things to the biblically illiterate, just uh, which which is most of Christendom, unfortunately.
0: <clears throat> you know.
1: And then you, and you Cleanliness
0: throw this is next to godliness, this, right? Right,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not very godly then.
1: Um, <laughs> cloneliness is next to godliness. <laughs> um, but, uh, By the way,
0: I think it was Ben Franklin that said that, no. not the Bible. Yeah, just so you know, that's why that's supposed to be funny, in case you didn't know that.
1: Uh, and so, within Christendom you know you can say things like that and and it's a way of just it's a way of being funny as if you know just it's, it's nonsense because there's no such book, but it's also a way of sort of uh separating the wheat from the tares <laughs> who who recognizes what what is actually a book don't you think the of what
0: don't you think it's sad that only one woman? decided to look that up to make sure that it was legit
1: i don't know the rest if it was a humor article you know if it would, then then yeah then i'm i'm hoping that most recognized it is something he was trying to be funny
0: <laughs> i thought it was funny you know,
1: if it was satirical or whatever it was or, funny
0: just from the title i actually uh, wrote them too i sent them an email and i told them that i knew it was funny mm-hmm. You know, I wanted them to know that I thought it was funny. I haven't Mm -hmm. heard back. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. Well, did you guys hear about the massive ransomware uh, problem going on here? So apparently there's been a massive ransomware attack that may impact thousands of victims. No, this isn't as serious as it could be. It could have said millions, but it didn't say millions. It only said thousands.
1: Thousands of businesses. So yeah, But by extension.
0: Oops! Oops! My my page just flipped. I gotta go back to where it was. Really? Okay. Wait a minute. I gotta, now I gotta go back. I gotta click the the link again because for some strange unknown reason it flipped on me. Okay. Wait. There it is. All right. I'm not gonna read this whole article, but I'll read part of it. <clears throat> just weeks after President, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Joe Biden implored Vladimir Putin or Putin. Is it Putin or Putin?
1: I've heard it both ways. Yeah,
0: whatever. To curb cybercrime, a notorious Russian-linked ransomware gang has been accused of pulling off an audacious attack on the global software supply chain. Revel, the group blamed... For the May 30th ransomware attack of meatpacking giant JBSSA is believed to be behind hacks on at least 20 managed service providers, which provide IT services to small and medium-sized businesses. More than 1,000 businesses have already been impacted, a figure that's expected to grow according to the cybersecurity firm Huntress Labs Incorporated. Oh, this must be... I got a text message a couple of weeks ago from a friend of mine in California who was really scared. He said we need to pray for America because of what happened with the meat stuff and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "It's all over the news." I'm like, "I don't watch the news. I don't have time to watch the news. The news lies anyway, so why am I going to watch it?" Um he he's like, "You got to pray for America." I go, "Why?" And he's like, "Because we've been attacked in the meat packing thing." And I'm like, "We have?" Huh. Okay. There's going to be shortages of meat everywhere. And I'm like, okay good to know well anyway so that's apparently where this yeah this must be what he was talking about anyway based on a combination of the service providers reaching out to us for assistance along with the comments we're seeing in the thread where we are tracking on our reddit it's reasonable to think this could potentially be impacting thousands of small businesses according to john hammond a cybersecurity researcher at Huntress Labs. Biden said he had ordered a deep dive by U.S. intelligence officials on what happened in the attacks. At this point, he said, we're not sure that Russia is behind them. This is captivating. Yeah. I directed the intelligence community to give me a deep dive on what's happened and I'll know better tomorrow, Biden said, recalling that he told Putin during their meeting in June that the US would respond to cyber transgressions. Don't you like when they use biblical terminology? Oh. Cyber transgressions. You know. I
1: remember reading about cyber transgressions <laughs> in the Bible.
0: The word transgressions. Oh. I mean, where else do you read that?
1: Cyber transgressions in Hezekiah.
0: Oh, Trans- gotcha, that's right. Forgotten. Hezekiah three fourteen, right? <laughs> He added that he hasn't called the Russian president about the latest case. Well, why not? I thought you guys were tight. Biden says, not sure if Russia is behind the latest cyber attack. We're not sure it's the Russians, he said. <laughs> the initial thinking was it was not Russian government, but we're not sure yet. Ah, oh, I feel so secure with our current president. Attacking MSPs is a particularly devious method of hacking since it may allow the attackers to then infiltrate their customers as well. Hammond said more than 20 MSPs have uh, been affected so far.
1: Managed service providers.
0: In Sweden, most of the grocery chain Coop's more than 800 stores couldn't open on Saturday after the attack led to a malfunction of their cash registers. And it says here, there are victims in 17 countries so far, including the UK, South Africa, Canada, Argentina, Mexico, and Spain, according to Area Gortegetsky, or something like that, a distinguished researcher at the cybersecurity firm ESET. The ransomware attack is the latest in a string of devastating hacks in recent months, making cybersecurity an increasingly pressing national security issue for the Biden administration. It, this article probably goes on to talk about how TikTok is dangerous too. And, you know, if you have TikTok on your phone, then you are being secretly spied on and stuff. And if you write anything about meat on TikTok, then you are going to be a suspect. Possibly you and Russia. Uh, yeah, so. That's a long article that says really not a whole lot of stuff in it. Anyway, what I will say is on a serious note, um, on a serious note, I was kind of making fun there, Uh, on a serious note, hacking and cyber securities are actually big, huge issues right now. And you guys know I sell ID shield, identity theft protection, ID shield, um, and what i can tell you is in the last year since i've sold this i have had more people uh contact me about identity theft issues of their personal stuff um, and so that is something not to not to take lightly right if you're not protecting your identity you really should get it protected get it monitored anyway so then you're on top of it uh, because these evildoers are out there and they're they are, Searching the dark web for stuff and you know, they are They're do like okay. So one of my friends his mother is a school teacher in an, in another state and her identity was stolen because these guys uh, Took her social security number which they got off the dark web and they filed for unemployment with her name. Now she's completely, she's a public school teacher. She is employed and yet somebody stole her identity because of the information on the dark web. Facebook has been hacked pretty much every other big major corporation, including Equifax, by the way, was hacked. And I will tell you, you might recall about a little over a year ago, Equifax, um, you had an opportunity to put in a claim, into Equifax to get, because you were, they they would either give you a, like 150 bucks or something, or they would give you eight years of free identity theft protection, which coming from Equifax, (laughs) I mean, would you trust Equifax? That's supposed to be protecting you in the first place. They got hacked. Equifax got hacked, right? Now that's like having LifeLock as your identity theft protection. LifeLock has been sued by consumers, and the former CEO of LifeLock actually is an idiot, and he put his social security number all over billboards, all over the place, because he honestly believed that nobody would steal his identity because he used LifeLock. Needless to say, the knucklehead is no longer the CEO. He got his identity stolen three times, and LifeLock was sued by a few people. Just a few people. So if you have LifeLock, I actually wouldn't encourage you to have LifeLock. I would actually encourage you to sign up with ID Shield. We haven't had that thing. So uh uh yeah, so um yeah, and speaking of that too, I will say and this is on another serious note, if you are somebody who does not have your will done, Legal Shield is the best way to get it done right? 25 bucks a month. You can get your will done, get all your affairs in order, and you really should, you should, in case you're really especially scared of getting COVID-19, the variant Delta version, and dying tomorrow. Just so you know. You really should have your affairs in order. I should be an opportunist, don't you think? Uh, To, you know, to push this stuff on you, to make you scared, uh, and all that, but that's not my goal. So, Kim says, Tick, TikTok is a high security risk. You couldn't pay me enough to be on it. Yeah, I know that. Well, that's why I was kidding about it because that's why I brought it up. Because under the Trump administration, they actually banned our government officials from being on TikTok. So, you know. <sighs> anyway. <clears throat> All right, one last article and then we're going to let you go for tonight. Okay. So, there's an article over on World Net Daily. Um, oh, and before I get to that article, which has to do with the 4th of July, by the way, um, what what I want to tell you is that um, Randall and I need your support, right? We need you to pray for us. Uh, we need you to donate to the show. Um, we Last night, we were talking, and... Um, I'm just going to share with you one need that we have, okay? Uh, one need that we have is a new, we need a new mixer, okay? We have been using the current mixer that we have for about 15 years. Um, it's highly outdated. Last night when we went to go do the show, I was trying to get something to work. It wouldn't work. Uh, Randall went ahead. He, he looked up, um, you know, some new information on on a new mixer, Okay, what do we use the mixer for? We use it for the podcast. We use it for live streaming. Um, it makes sound better. comes with our microphones and all this other stuff. Um, but they run about 600 bucks. You know, the ones... Rand- Randall looked at some. And, and that's about the, the running cost of a new mixer is about $600. Right? That's a need that we have. one
1: is only 400
0: Okay, one's about 400 One's about $600. Um, you know, but that is a need that we have. It's not, it's not a want. It's not like, the, hey, we want this, yeah. You know, please give this to us, you know, cause I want it, this is my wish list on Amazon. No, it's actually a legit need. Uh, this, this thing is 15 years old. So I just got, I just replaced my MacBook, which was over a decade old. Uh, I can tell you technology has changed a lot in 10 years, let alone 15 years. Um, So here's the thing, if you're a regular contributor or listener to our show, that is something your donations will go to help us with, to help us to upgrade our equipment and, you know, and all that. So the way that you can help with that is just by going to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give and just donating something. You know, it doesn't matter how much. Every little bit does count. You know, I was going through a, uh one of my friends broadcasts, Julie Roy's, and you know, she has a she has a podcast and a blog that she runs, and her yearly budget is two hundred thousand dollars, and she allots nine thousand dollars for her internet advertising and web development. Okay, that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> and I can honestly tell you. And the whole time I've done this show, I've never made 9000 bucks in one year from the donations that people have given us. Um, so we are trying to develop a budget so that Heart Tug International can kind of reach more people and we can make more disciples. Now, those of you who are watching us, you're kind of already in our community, but we would like the community to grow bigger so that we can disciple more people, but we can't do it without your help. So pray about how you could help us. And if you can help us on a regular basis, like, you know, with a monthly donation, that would rock because then that gives Randall and me an idea of how we can reach our goals, you know, and put stuff on paper, right? Because my, my heart would be to be able to do this full time without having to have three other jobs on the side that I'm doing. Um, pretty soon, we're going to be launching our new website. Um, and on our new website, uh, you will see that we have four main categories that we're going to be looking at. And you'll have to see that once we, we launch the site. Do you know when that's going to happen? Randall, you have an idea?
1: Um, no. I'm pretty Are close
0: you? though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, probably and, this month sometime. And, which brings me to my last point here, and that is, if you would like to write a testimonial for the show, um, one of the things that I would like is, you know, we have a spot on our new website for testimonials. So, if the show, if we, if we have ministered to you in some way, uh, and you'd like to give us a testimonial, we can put on the website. Uh, then we just need it to be short, you know, not like a page long, but maybe one or two sentences. Uh, And then we'll put your name and uh, city or whatever it is you want us to to tag on there as far as your name. Um, And that will be actually on the front of the site as well. So uh, think about that and pray about it and, and, you know, do do what God tells you to. Okay. All right. So this last article is titled The Star Spangled Banner Like You've Never Heard It Before. Um, And it says here, famed poem calls America heaven-rescued land. Many Americans have a startling lack of knowledge about their own national anthem. Studies in recent years show 90% of children could not say what a national anthem was, never mind sing it. Neither could 80% of adults sing more than three lines. It began as a poem by Francis Scott Key, who witnessed the bombardment by the British of Fort McHenry in the War of 1812. It was set to music using a tune of a popular British song and was recognized by the Navy in 1889 for official use. President Woodrow Wilson acknowledged it in 1916, and Congress acted in 1931. Okay. (sighs) congress acted in 1931 to make it official there have been some differences over the lyrics especially the third verse but the commonly accepted words are oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watch were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. On the shore dimly seen through the mists of the deep, where the foe's haughty host in dread silence reposes, what is that which the breeze o'er the towering steep as it fitfully blows, half conceals, half discloses? Now it catches the gleam of the morning's first beam and full glory reflected now shines in the stream. Tis the star-spangled banner, oh, long may it wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. And where is that band who so... Vaughtingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more. Their blood has washed out their foul footstep's pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave and the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. O thus be it ever when free men shall stand between between their loved home and the war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just. And this be our motto, and God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. It has been performed by a wide range of groups in a variety of styles, although most performances do not include the latter verses, including the fourth stanza's description of American as a heaven-rescued land with In God is Our Trust for a motto. And then you can pick your favorite version if you are on this website and you can Listen to whoever you want sing it. And I'm not going to sing it, but just so you know, there you go. <clears throat> All right.
1: You know, it's interesting. What? You know, Francis Scott Key wrote that poem back in the early 19th century. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know what year did the article say. I want to say. That it was i thought it was during like the war of 1812 um what was but i don't know so somewhere 1812 to 1816 somewhere in there anyway uh you know he wrote that in there uh you know let this be our motto and or and this be our motto and god is our trust it wasn't until 1956 that <laughs> the model of the United States became in God we trust. Um, right. But,
0: but anyway. do you really think we do trust in God in America?
1: Um, not everyone, no. But, you know, those were the, in that last verse, uh, were, you know, he recognized the the order of that or the the necessity of that. You know blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. It's not about the the you know it's the home of the free and the brave, and it's not the land is preserved because of the brave and because of you know us 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 it's the power that hath made us made and preserved us a nation right. You know. And this be our motto, and God is our trust. And, you know, uh, that sentiment was not his alone at the time. Yes. but Anyway, and it's it's, it's important to recognize that without the power, capital P, that have made and preserved as a nation, then the, the rest, you know, the, the Star Spangled Banner won't... Wave <laughs> won't be the land of the free and the home of the brave without that acknowledgment. Yes, of the power.
0: Well, and here's here's what I would say, ending tonight's show. What I would tell you is that I still believe America is the best country in the world. I still believe America is the freest country in the world to practice our freedom as Christians. Um, the very fact that I can do this from my house in America and not have somebody come in here and shut me down. Even though the big platforms like you know YouTube and Facebook and all that are hiding our show everywhere, <laughs> which is another reason money is important so we can like push out of that. Um, we still have the freedom to go and talk to different people in the country. We don't have to, I mean, you can get in your car, go to the grocery store, find somebody and talk to them, okay? You can share the gospel with people in this country without going to jail right now. So we do have a lot to be grateful for as Americans. So let us not use our freedom carelessly while we have it. Um, Let's be bold in our faith. Let's stand up and let's do what God tells us to do because he loves us. And he has entrusted us with the mission as his ambassadors to share the good news of Jesus Christ and why he came. You know, Jesus um, is irresistible. You know, he has this way of himself. You know, he's the only guy in history who died and came back to life. And Stayed alive. I mean, yeah, he he brought other people back to life, but he brought himself back to life Just saying Uh, if you can't there's you know, he died. He was perfect. He died for us He died in our spot so that we could be in a relationship with him and he loves us and you know, it's not a fairy tale you know people you know, I think that's the biggest deception in the world is that Satan has so cleverly deceived the world to make them forget who Jesus is and we as believers in these last days need to be not only grasping the word of God and holding it but we need to be hiding it in our hearts we need to memorize it you know we need to meditate on it and we need to study it deeply right? <laughs> we need to, I, I've been, I'm kind of been brainwashed by Pam Gillespie. We need to read it widely, study it deeply so that we can grow exponentially. Um, it's the truth that, I mean, it really is the truth. And that's part of what our mission is here. We want to reach the hearts of people one verse at a time. And I hope that you can help us with that. Those of you who have helped us and who are continuing to help us, I pray that you've been blessed and that God would just multiply your, that blessing back to you because, um, because I think you're putting, you know, you're, you're putting your trust in Randall and I, and, um, you know, and that's humbling to me. It's humbling to me that people listen to us first of all, but it's, it's just more humbling to me that, that God would use us knowing how broken we are and we are, but we have to be, we have to take our freedom, And we got to be bold in it, because if we don't stand now, we might not have an opportunity later. And I don't have children and grandchildren, but many of you do. And the country that's going to be left behind after we're gone, if the rapture doesn't take place, is going to be in their hands. So I would think for you, it would be even more urgent to fight for the country because of the children and the grandchildren that you have that is going to be your legacy. So, I will leave that to you and wish you a happy birthday to America. Be safe tomorrow. Enjoy your fireworks, enjoy your family, enjoy fellowship. Most importantly, spend time in the word of God. Go to church, get into fellowship locally and um give people hugs and just know you're loved. Okay, we'll see you later we